Welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast presented by Royals Review. If you want to keep updated on all things Kansas City Royals, please go visit RoyalsReview.com. You can also find them on Twitter and on Facebook. Yes, we are still going with Twitter. Please uh, stay out of my comments about it. I know it's X, but it will always be Twitter in my heart. Don't forget, we got the new, the new TikTok as well. Yes, yes. You know what, Jeremy? Truth be told, man, I, I followed. I cannot remember the handle off the top of my head. What is our TikTok handle? It is exactly the same as our Twitter X handle. Royal, yeah. uh, Royal Rundown Pod. Yep, and that is R-O-Y-A-L-R-U-N-D-O-W-N-P-O-D. Royal gonna Rundown bring, Pod. Going to bring lots of uh, highlights to you and uh, maybe, maybe some, uh, not necessarily behind the scenes, but like some special featurettes yeah like when there's breaking news or something i don't know we're gonna figure it out as we go but it's it's gonna be there there's gonna be content and i'm really excited about it and i hope everyone else is too listen jeremy and i are we're we're driving the tiktok bus right if it if it crashes off a cliff (laughs) well then then we still drove the bus we still tried to get it from point a to point b we just did so unsuccessfully it's TikTok's the newfangled thing. I I can't dance to save my life, so don't you worry, Jeremy. I'm not going to be trying that out. Okay. Oh oh well now now we're definitely making a, a dance TikTok. <laughs> it's gonna be great. That it will. That it will. But hey, if y'all listeners want to keep the conversation going with us, you can do that too. On Spotify, you can respond to our polls and questions and answers. If you respond to the Q&A, we will read your response on air in the following episode. And Jeremy, I will say this. I am disappointed in our usual listeners, our usual responders on Spotify. Uh-oh. Because you know what? I'm I'm all about. I'm, I'm here for the people. I want to take steps forward with the podcast that people are going to enjoy. So I asked him, would you watch the podcast if we recorded video? And not only did we... We, we just got silence. We got crickets. We got no responses. So I, I challenge you all to uh, to go and respond to that question on our think, last episode. I think that's our answer. I think it is. But hey, if we <laughs> get like, five, I'm not watching your podcast now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But if we get five respondents to that question, I will do a TikTok dance of Jeremy's choosing. How's that sound? Sweet. I know exactly what I'm going to make you do, too. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But, hey, we got plenty of responders on the polls, so please go. um, Please go check those out. Get your voice heard. Now, hey, you've already been hearing him for quite a while, but he is my illustrious co-host, Jeremy Greco. You can follow him on Twitter at Hakaius. That is H-O-K-I-U-S. Jeremy, other than than TikTok and football, what have you been doing today? It's Sunday, man. Uh, Watching Cole Reagan's just try not to Ooh. die yeah i know and right? watching matt Catrero just be like yep that's fine <laughs> just keep doing that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take you out of the gate i don't how many times does a guy have to fall off the mound and yeah. you go out there and look at him with the training staff before you go yeah you know what he's probably like our best starting pitcher our best hope for the future along with bobby witt jr maybe i should take him out of this game maybe so just maybe though, I, whether it's injury, whether it's a bad field, there is there. I, this is what I wrote the recap. It is malpractice that Matt Quatrero did not pull him 
after That's going fair. out to the mound to check on him twice, after watching him fall off the mound and throw the ball incredible places three times. Like, yeah. like it was it was worse than movies bad. I whenever I think of the wildest of wild pitches, I remember <laughs> Wild Thing Rick Vaughn from Major League. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how crazily his balls like they would just be like, that would be crazy. Cole Rankins was further from the plate. He was throwing them off screen like you couldn't even see them. It was it was very, very frustrating to watch. And you know what? I'm not I don't know, like that's so weird to watch. And like it was so something out of a fever dream, it seemed like. And and now we have to spend the rest of this week wondering, will Cole Reagans make his next start? Will he be okay? Will he be able to throw strikes if he does? Yeah, I mean, hey, that's a, that's one way to look at it. And we'll probably talk about that on Wednesday a little bit. But hey, before we get into it later on in the show, we will talk about a player we both want to see more from before season's end. Plus, we got to catch up on a lot of transactions. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we get into it, please follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Royal Rundown Pod so you never miss an episode or any Royals news. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Milham KC, and you can follow Jeremy at Hakaias. Now on with the Royals. So, Jeremy, we have quite a few uh, transactions to run through today. There Ooh, was, transactions, uh, baby. Listen, man, this is this is the bread and butter of, of Royals baseball, the transaction no. wire. You know, a butter sandwich just doesn't taste that good. That's all I'm saying. Wow. We are not. You got to put, you got to toast that. I put a little cinnamon sugar on there. Mm, now you're talking. See, I had to, I had to educate myself this, uh, this week on the difference between libel and slander. And sir, I will say that is slanderous on your part. You got it but, right. Good job. Butter, proud butter of you. Your, your research are. paid off. Heck yeah. Google's a hell of a drug, man. It really is. I was using Google today because the Royals played their 144th game. I'm derailing us. Yes, thank you. Uh, the Royals played their 144th game as they took their 100th loss today. And uh, I noted that it was a gross day to lose 100 games because 144 is known as a gross. And oh. I was I was like, why is 144 known as a gross? And the answer is it comes from the French gross dozen, which means... Large dozen, a dozen dozens. <laughs> I never would have thought about that. Yep. A dozen dozens. Okay. Yep. All right. Yes, it was it was a very gross day. And if you want to go read up on Jeremy's recaps or any other articles about the Royals, please go check out RoyalsReview.com. You probably would have heard about these transactions as well a couple of days ago instead of just relying on us. But we like we like to talk about things too. Don't I you mean, worry. You can rely on us. That it's okay know, right? if they rely on us, Jacob. We're yes. reliable ish. And I would put emphasis on ish rather than reliable <laughs> on that. All right, man. So there was there was a couple of I wouldn't call them big moves, but very notable moves on the ninth. The Royals made about four moves on Saturday. Um, unfortunately, Austin Cox is on the sixty day IL. He went straight back, to the sixty day IL, baby. Yeah. We, we we hate to see it, honestly. I was listening to the game on the radio, so I didn't see the injury. Um, but how 
Nick Batters was calling it, it sounded like it was a really grotesque injury. Um, it sounds sounds like a cookie cutter ACL tear from what Matt Cotrero has said. So he's uh, he's probably back in Kansas City right now getting evaluated for that. So unfortunately, Austin Cox done for the year and might start 2024 on the Would not IL. surprise me if it's an ACL tear. Yeah, we'll probably see him next year, but he probably will not start the year uh, with the club. Yeah, the big league club might be on a rehab assignment. True, definitely something that we'll have to keep an eye on. But unfortunately, you know, you have to you have to bring someone back to the bullpen to replace Austin Cox, and <laughs> there was obviously no better option than to activate yeah. Brad Keller. From the 60-day IL, he is the back, only, Jeremy. The only thing I could think of, this is this is if I'm extremely kind to the Royals, <laughs> is that Brad Keller's the only one who had his, his uh, his what, what, do they, what do you call those things? His passport. passport. Wow. The only one who had his passport ready to go. That's the only reason to call him wow. up over any other pitcher. This is, I'd call up somebody from low A. Before you call up Brad Keller, unless Brad Keller's the only one who has his passport ready. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh my God. And of course, uh, you can't just go. I don't, I don't know how many of you have, have dealt with passports. You cannot just go and be like, yeah, now I need my passport, please. Um, there's, there's a multiple week waiting process. You have to go get your photos taken and then they have to do all this stuff before you can actually. So if they don't have their passport, they're, they're out of luck. Exactly. So maybe that's why Keller got called up. But that's that's the only that's the only justification I can think of. There is literally no other reason to call him up. Now that they're heading back to the United States, they should immediately cut him and promote somebody else. <laughs> I I certainly hope so. Um, we know the we know the Royals love their moves on Monday midday. So hopefully, after y'all are listening to this, we'll see some movement from the Royals in that regard. Um, because they they made another uninspiring response to an injury so freddie for he landed on the 10-day il with a left middle finger fracture with which if i recall correctly is his catching hand his catching hand yeah yeah so that one they don't that have left-handed hurt. catchers anymore yeah I they, I know. they never had many of them no they didn't there's a whole other set of issues that comes with that it's like a left-handed quarterback um but then they selected the contract of tyler cropley which is someone that I know we, we talked to several like folks who are very familiar with the Royals farm system. And oh, I should have I, asked Preston on the, on his, his uh, Slack channel about it. I didn't that, to do that. That, that you should have, that would have been a great place to go. But the guys that I talked to, they were, they're like, yeah, we have like no, like no clue. Um, what Tyler <laughs> Cropley brings to the major league staff. Um, I think we, we didn't see him I, at all. I think what he brings is he had his passport ready to go. I think I, they actually talked sense. about that on the broadcast. That makes if sense. I'm recalling correctly. Like I, I didn't even think about that with Keller. That makes more sense with Cropley as well. Um, yeah, man, it was a very like, hope, hopefully these moves get amended. Once the team comes back I, to this side. I don't know what other catcher they're supposed to call up. Um, I mean, Jose Brasenio's okay. Um, we're at the end of the season like just just leave it alone if the guy's an actual prospect for Cropley you know I feel like this is also like kind of payback for hey 
you're never going to be a major league catcher. Sorry, buddy. You don't even have a 700 OPS in double a, um, you got, you're, you're not going to be a big league catcher. You're not even going to be a big league backup catcher. We keep calling you to spring training because we need lots of catchers to catch these yeah. guys. So here we'll give you a couple weeks in the show. I hope they give him some time to actually play. Hope he gets his bit first big league hit because he almost certainly will never see the big leagues again after this year. Of course, I do have to specify that I said the same thing about Freddie Fermin last year, <laughs> and we saw how that turned out with the 27-year-old journeyman catcher. Um, so for all I know, Tyler Cropley is going to be the starter next year, and Oof. and you just shouldn't listen to me about catchers. Freddie who? Um, <laughs> but no, hey, but back to him real quick. Do you think that we see him at all for the remainder of the season? Oh, they've got to. They, you can't. You think I, so? You can't have Salvi catch every game, even if you wanted to. Um, and honestly, the season's lost. Salvi is who Salvi is. Just play the kid. Let him get yeah. some big league experience. Just, just like, come on, just do it. Let's let let's live a little. And and everything. It's not it's just not going to hurt the team. The team's already lost hundred games. He cannot do anything to this team that it hasn't already done to itself. That's true. So let the kid play, get some big league time, just, you know, and then move on. And then he'll probably become a bullpen catcher or a coach or something and and have a long career in baseball, just not as a player. Exactly. And that's and that's OK. That is just fine. Some sometimes that is what folks are best suited for. Um, I truthfully, I think that we don't see Freddie for at all. For oh, Freddie for I'm sorry. Yeah. I yeah. thought we were talking about Cropley. No, no Fermin's done. No, sir. Yeah. Fermin's done for the year. They're, they mentioned on the broadcast today that he probably is going to have to have surgery okay. to install a pin in his finger to Ooh. make sure it heals properly. Um, even if they didn't have to do that, like a broken finger doesn't, it's going to take a couple weeks to heal. By that time, why why bring like, him back? Why bring him back? Yeah. yeah, so no, Fermin is done for the year, sure. Cropley, okay. I think they should play just because why the heck not? Yeah. Um, but for me, for me, is, is done. Sorry, I misunderstood. <laughs> no, you're good, Jeremy. You're good. That's all that I wanted to clarify. Let's see. What were the other moves? So the I mean, Royals fans already know this move by the time you're listening to this. Um, Nick Prado is back with the Kansas City Royals. Woo! Matt Beatty is down to the Omaha Storm Chasers. Woo! So I think that is a move that we can definitely agree on. Unfortunately, we will be talking about Nick Prado more later on in this podcast because we uh we got to talk about him. There's, I think he is going to be a very popular topic this off season because he is kind of one of those wild card players, but what? yeah, go for it. What if I told you that Matt Beatty has a 90 WRC plus? Ah, that's great. That's, he has a 9% walk rate. The problem is he doesn't have any power. Yeah. Which He's got like a 358 is. OBP. Man. If he had any power then we would be having a very different conversation about him. And with just like his physical build, you would think that he would have a decent amount of pop. And, I'm not. And the funny thing. Yeah. Every time I could think of him at the plate, like he's either striking out or hitting another double exactly. off the wall. Like, so, so looking at his stats and seeing, Oh no, his ISO is 0. 0.071. I'm like, okay yeah so those doubles the like the doubles i'm remembering are all he's hit um yeah. and that's like i mean that's pretty normal for him 
outside of his his first couple of years in the league with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in 2022, it was a 0.070. Um, in 20 when he was with San Francisco earlier, it was actually a zero. Um, he only had five at bats okay. for the Giants, though. So um, they, he's 30 years old. He's not going to suddenly discover power now. Right. Right. One more joke about Brad Keller. Are we sure that he was actually in Canada? Are we sure that he was actually with the team? I I didn't <laughs> see him, so I can't say for sure. I think um, as I say that, I think Jalen Thompson of the Kansas City Star can confirm that Brad Keller was actually in the uh, in the clubhouse. He had he had a little little story about him today. Okay, some good uh, some good tidbits in there about a uh, Keller's outlook on the final days of the season, which should translate final to days of his career with the Royals. Correct. I think we agree on that. Look at us, Jeremy. We just, we just get along so well. We, we're <laughs> driving this bus. It's right. It's smooth. I like it. There's no bumps. You're just begging for trouble right now. You better believe it. We are 18 minutes in my friend and we have not been derailed yet. So we're going to keep on driving through. Because we we got to plug this, the vote for Salvi movement is out there. It should be going strong because he is the Royals nominee for the Robert, Roberto Clemente Award. Excuse me. Um, he is he's one of several players to get nominated for the award, but I think Salvi one had for a, each team. Yes, exactly. Um, I think he stood out from the other nominees. Um, you know what, being named team captain. Talk about his partnership with Braden's hope for childhood cancer. Um, like they, I'm trying trying to think of what they do again. It is, they're supporting kids fighting pediatric cancer, excuse me. Um, and also like, I've seen this on Twitter more than I've seen it in like the news or anything like that. But her, her connection with Sarah Olson, who mm-hmm. is battling ALS. Um, that has been a very good story over the past couple of years. So definitely worth your vote. Please, if you I don't care about what you think about him on the field, I think most folks can agree that Salvador Perez is a great leader and a very good person. Yeah. So if you believe that, go vote for the for him for the Roberto Clemente Award. I gotta I gotta tell you, I'm not a fan of how MLB is handling the Clemente Award. Really? As I was watching today's game on MLB.tv, they um, during the commercial break multiple times they oh, yeah. had uh, what's his face. I, I, I couldn't even remember. Name. Yeah, I saw him pop up. I couldn't remember his name though. Um, one of the biggest names in broadcasting, baseball broadcasting, um, popped up and said, "These are your nominees for the ML for the AL Central," and listed all five guys. And then they showed a bunch of highlights of them on the field, right. which. Cool, great. That has nothing to do with the Clemente Award, or at exactly. least it's not supposed to. Yeah. Um, so, and I know like these guys spend a lot more time getting filmed on the field than off the field, but you'd think if they're doing this much philanthropy wise, and MLB really wants to drive this home, they could get some footage of these guys doing some charity stuff. I mean, Chris Jones was at the Ronald McDonald house last week, had plenty of time to give some, give some words. And they, and they did have um, Liam Hendricks talking a little bit about, you know, what he was doing with uh, cancer stuff in, 
cancer stuff i say as if that's a reasonable thing to say you know what i mean uh in chicago so you know um whatever it's just it's i'm being very nitpicky about it and maybe that's completely unnecessary but that i just it's like come on guys even if you don't have footage like just tell me anything about uh, that's the other thing is they don't tell you about their charitable efforts or their philanthropic efforts they're just like and it's a long drive oh look at that play oh blah blah like okay great cool like come on now now that you bring that up though like that's so the nfl has the walter payton man of the year award right very very um i wouldn't i don't know important doesn't seem like the right word but like it's a very notable award yes i think sure what it is synonyms but sure yes you you know me and my synonyms yeah i do but the um what was it when they're putting together those packages mm-hmm. to show okay this person is the nominee this is why they're the nominee mm-hmm. they show them doing things exactly the field. yep so, and they do it they talk about it during every broadcast once those guys are nominated too right every broadcast they talk about the two guys in that game that were nominated and you know they have photos and blah 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 blah, and they talk about what the you know what they're like you said what they're they're doing out there and i i if i didn't read the article on salvador perez i wouldn't know what is he doing i would just know man fans like to take pictures with him and (laughs) he hits home runs occasionally so go get that roberto clemente award i guess we've we've talked about how mlb is behind the times a little bit on several things and expecting the the way the future is not is not written media anymore that's that's just the truth of it video is the way to go video is what captures people people's attention (laughs) and and listen i know your metrics on your uh on your lovely john sherman articles might speak differently but there is there's something to be said mlb does control their commercials on mlb.tv like Mm -hmm. why why can't they devote a a 15 second segment to each player and just say this is salvador perez this is what he does go vote for the roberto clemente award honestly i am constantly disappointed with the mlb.tv commercials i am as well um not every streaming service that does commercials has an issue with how repetitive they get because they only have so many sponsors versus what uh cable channels used to get um cable channels even now don't have a huge variety of commercials anymore but for streaming services it feels like anytime you spend an hour watching anything you've got three commercials that play on repeat but what mlb tv has is when they're not showing a commercial because they don't have commercials for the entire thing is they have clips that they play and those clips are extremely repetitive. You have, we're closing in on 150 years of baseball here. Yeah. Decades of video. And you've got the same three clips from last year Mm -hmm. that you're showing me. And that's it. And then you've got, and we've talked in the past and I'm never going to let this go. We've talked about like slow-mo nonsense where they're like oh they show the guy hitting the home run and it's like but you slowed it down so much that the crack of the bat now sounds like the boom of a drum and i gotta tell you that sound of a crack of a bat is one of the best sounds in the world 
It's one of the reasons people love baseball. And if you're forgetting your sound design to that degree, and there's other sound design issues with those slow-mo things too. Exactly. Like just, it's just awful. The production values are bad and they should feel bad and they should fix it. Dang. Jeremy with a scathing review on MLB.TV right there. But I just sitting here talking about it, like I can think of a couple of even Royal specific things that would go well. You know, the biggest, the biggest person in baseball right now was Shohei Otani. And whenever we need a good, like sound of bat making contact with ball, a good one to go to is Shohei Otani. Sure. And you're telling me that we can't have like a, a field view clip of him just hitting a monster home run and him jogging the bases. That's all you need to do. You don't need broadcasts. You don't need slow-mo. Just field sounds uh, and video of people, of, of plays, yep. of interesting plays. Not even necessarily impactful plays. True. Because it's just a commercial. It doesn't need to be like, oh, watch this right this second. It just needs to be, we're, we're, you're still online. <laughs> Your TV is not burning in. Um, and here's something just pleasant. So just like, yeah. yeah, the crack of the bat, the the pop of the gloves from pitches being thrown, just 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 real simple stuff. It could be really easy. And they put all this effort and make it worse. <laughs> it just it's it's mind boggling. Baseball. Yay. But hey, on that note, let's go ahead and take a quick ad break. Coming up on the other side of this. Jeremy and I are going to be picking a player that still has something to prove this season in our eyes. Plus, we got to be talking about Joey Votto and Evan Longoria for some reason. Stay tuned. And we're back here on the Royals Rundown podcast. Before we get back into it, just want to plug it again. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and on TikTok at Royal Rundown Pod so you can never miss an episode or any Royals news. Also, go follow Royals Review. You can follow them on the website. You can follow them on Twitter. You can also follow them on Facebook, which all those have great communities of Royals <laughs> fans. But Royals Review. One of those has a community I do not interact with under any circumstances. Yeah, I know. I know. It sucks. It really does. But hey, on with the Royals. <laughs> <laughs> You you could never say anything bad about my segues, Jeremy, right? No, right? you have the best segues in the business. I've always said so. The, always. At least I see face. riding around on them, and I'm just like, yeah, that's a really good segue. Oh, okay. So now I'm Paul Blart, mall cop. Yes. Yes. Do it. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Well, hey, let's go ahead and talk about a player that we we want to see something more from this season. The season is winding down. I understand that they just got their 100th loss of the year, which is very disappointing. But we said it since the trade deadline. At this point, we're not looking at wins and losses. We're looking at individual performances. Who is going to be contributing to the 2024 team and beyond that? And Jeremy, if you don't mind, I'm I'm going to start off on this one because we already talked about we already talked about him a little bit. The guy that I want to see more from is Nick Prado. Yeah, because he uh, he really fell flat in his return to the major leagues, three at bats and three strikeouts against the Toronto Blue Jays. I understand the Blue Jays are a contending postseason team, Um, 
that's still not a great excuse for having that come back. I'm I'm looking at just in his last three games that he's added at the major league level, he's had eight strikeouts and one hit. That's not that's not sustainable for a major league player, even even on that's the bench. I I know. I you could have fooled me with how these Royals play sometimes. Mm. Hey, the the truth hurts sometimes. Mm. I just got to point out that even in triple A, he had a 28.2 strikeout percentage during his rehab assignment. He He batted 180, 290, 342 for a 632 OPS or a 53 WRC plus at triple A. Yeah, it's um, not having a good time in triple A either. No, he, he wasn't. Truth be told, I know we had a lot of faith in Nick Prado. Hey, he's going to be the he's going to be the backup first baseman behind Vinny Pasquantino. We saw I, how quickly that I, ended. Go I think it. a lot of us thought he was going to be the starting first baseman, and Pasquantino was going to have to be the DH. That's that's another good point. I at least thought that there was going to be a competition, and I think it, at one point there might have been a competition, but this year didn't really feel like it. Nick Prado had a good month month and a half of baseball and then everything outside of that has been amongst the worst in all of MLB and that is I don't I don't say that with a smile on my face I don't take (laughs) pleasure in saying that because we've seen Nick Prado flash we've seen it come together it just does not come together on a consistent basis at all and I don't like Jeremy, I don't even I don't know where to start with like with fixing Nick Prado. Is it the strikeouts? Uh, is it the power? Like what is it, man? I mean, it's both. Yeah, he's like got to both fix problems. both of those things if he's going to be a major league first baseman Correct. or even a major league outfielder. Um, and his defense hasn't been as advertised at first base either. Not. Yeah, so it's it's both the walks and the strikeouts, or excuse me, both the strikeouts and the power. Both have to be fixed if he's going to be a major league first baseman or even a major league outfielder. Uh, it's just the defense hasn't been where it needs to be either. As far as I'm concerned, he's going to have to start next year at triple a Vinny Pasquantino has shown more and he should be ready to go at the beginning of next year. And we've got this guy who's been playing a little bit of first base every once in a while needs a position. He's hit. He's reached base in every game he's played in the big leagues and he needs a position. And that's Nick Lofton. Yeah. And that position might be backup infielder, utility infielder, that Whit Merrifield role um, where he is rotating all around the infield, giving guys a day off and getting his, you know, he gets his five or six starts by just giving everybody else a, a day off so that they only start five or six times, four or five, six times, however many. Um, and and so I'm, I'm not sure where Prado fits on this roster right now. He's he's definitely going to be a player that we have to watch this spring training. And even if he has a, a strong spring training, I don't know if the Royals are going to pass up the opportunity to give him every, guaranteed every day at bats at AAA Omaha. Yeah. And, the, the, sorry, go ahead. And I I get it. This is it's hard to think back a couple of years ago that Nick Prado was already in bust status. Mm hmm. So even him making it to the MLB and having a decent stretch is 
kind of surprising in a sense, but we've just seen these the we've seen the talent oozing from him at points. We've seen the production in stretches. It's we just cannot get it consistently and that's not going to cut it at the major league level. You have to you have to do you have to either produce at the plate or produce in the field consistently to be at on an MLB bench. And Nick Prado does not do that, unfortunately. I understand that they tried to cycle him in to the outfield pitch picture. You know, he had 16 games in left, five in right this year. But I think the Royals' glutton of outfield talent, both at the major league and minor league level, is going to force him out of that picture a little bit. That's not a bad thing. Jeremy, I, I did cut you off earlier on. I do apologize. What were your thoughts? I don't even remember. They weren't anything important. I think I was just going to, I had forgotten to note that the designated hitter spot is, is probably taken by MJ Melendez too. That's true. So there's just, it's, if he wants to be on the big league roster at the start of 2024, he is going to have to fix things and he's Mm -hmm. going to have to show it in spring training. And the thing is, Oh, there's the other thing I was thinking of is that (laughs) he, he does actually have things that he can do at AAA to get better. Mm-hmm. He can, I mean, if we can see him reduce that strikeout rate, include increase that power at AAA, because it hasn't been there either the last little bit, um, then, then, you know, we can go, well, maybe he does deserve a spot of the big leagues. So this is not a situation like we've seen with other guys where like Edward Olivares, who's already proven everything he can prove at AAA. There's mm-hmm. nothing left for him to do down there. If you send him to AAA, he's going to rake. You bring him back up. What's he going to do in the big leagues? That's the question for Nick Prado. There are still questions at what he can do at AAA, still things he can learn there. So I really do think it could make sense um, to demote him and see what happens. Yeah. And listen, it's, he's 24 years old. He's a former, he's a former first round pick for a reason. It's, it's a wait and see this, this might be something we don't have a solid answer on by spring training the next year, or even the next of even the end of next year. Excuse me. I, I think it would be interesting. He doesn't turn 25 until this October. So I think it would be something interesting to see. Is he going to turn into a late bloomer of sorts? Is he going to be this a success story of the hitting development pipeline? Go ahead, Jeremy. To be fair, the you know, the prime for hitters is usually considered 26 to 28. Yeah. So there's still there's still plenty of time for him to turn into something. True. Um, it is way too early to give up on him entirely. Yeah. But like I was saying he's going to have to earn it because there are other guys who are doing it right now that deserve those roster spots. And we're not, I mean, Vinny Pasquatino, Nick Loft and MJ Melendez. We're not talking about guys like Matt Beatty who just don't really belong with this team um, or Matt Duffy. We're talking about, you know, guys who, who do, who are young and, and having success and need to be continued to have opportunities to have that success and turn this team's fortunes around. So this is not there's there's not a scenario here where where he should where Prado should be playing just because he's the young guy and everybody else doesn't have a future with the team. All those guys absolutely have futures with this team that they do that they do. So definitely something to watch. 
Jeremy, I want to I want to hear your pick though, and I I have a feeling that it's a guy that we've talked about recently as well though. So I'm gonna go with another guy who stands who has been and stands to continue losing time to Nick Lofton, mm-hmm. um, and that's gonna be Michael Massey. I still I know we talked about him last week. I still really believe in him. And I know we had a long debate about him last week. We did. We did. told me to pick one person. And there's only two guys I can think of that don't have something to prove. So I went with the guy <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. Um, and this Cole Reagans and Bobby Witt, by the way, two guys that don't have anything to prove. Sure. Everybody else does to me. Yeah. Uh, Michael Massey. He's got the glove. We saw the amazing oh defensive play Saturday, yeah. right? That was so good. Where he did the slide, so the glove to Bobby Witt. Like, that was amazing. Um, and he's got the glove. There's just, you can't argue it. He's got the glove. He's got power in his bat somewhere. As we like, talked about last time, that upper yeah. tank home run tells us the power is there. He just needs to access it more consistently. So that's a guy, and 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 that's the thing, is, you know, it might end up actually being a competition next year between uh, Michael Massey and Nick Prado. Which one of you gets to stay with the big league team while Nick Lofton takes the other spot? That's a good point. Um, because of Nick Lofton's, uh, you know, his positional versatility there. And that it's it's going to be a question because Michael Massey has not been good this year. Um, I think, I, I know a lot of people are done with him. I think a lot of that frustration stems from his very bad start. Um, yes. and he's, he, he was very bad to start. He's also been very unlucky. I know people are tired of hearing that too. <laughs> um, he hits the ball hard. We talked, we did mention last time it was him that we were talking about where he said, Oh, his, his batted ball comparables are, you know, oh, some guys yes. who have had a lot of success in the big leagues. Yes. So, you know, that is worth thinking about, even if people are tired of hearing about it. And, and so I think that as a, as a number eight, a number seven, eight or nine batter, um, I think if he gets out of his bad luck slump, then, then, you know, you might have something there. Then again, maybe he needs to go to another team like Ryan O'Hearn, who was another guy that we constantly talked about how unlucky he was, how hard he would hit the ball. And it just didn't ever seem to work out for him yeah. until he went to Baltimore. Uh, I, I, he, the, you cannot, you cannot, the ceiling of Michael Massey is not a number four hitter. It's not happening. Not a number three hitter. It's not happening. Stop batting him there. He's a seven, eight, nine guy. And you hope that his glove and he gets a little bit lucky sometimes shows a little flash of pop and, and, and you let that carry through, but you also then have to, you know, have legitimate hitters and you're one through six slots. Exactly. Right. And that's, that's, I feel like has been a big problem for the Royals this year. Like, you know, beyond Bobby Witt Jr. They do have some major league position players kyle isbell has a place in the major leagues mm-hmm. it's it's as a number nine hitter or as a fourth outfielder right and and if you've got the rest of your you know the rest of your roster filled in so that he fits in that spot properly then it works if you don't then oh why is he still here blah 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 um exactly. same thing for michael massey here uh it's just they they've got a lot of guys who belong on major league rosters. They just don't have a lot of guys who are stars, who are leaders, who are, uh, you know, you, you look for guys who have that two war is, is a major league starting position player. And they just don't have those guys. They have guys who are like, yeah, 
he's not going to kill you, but you need other guys to actually carry the team and they just don't have them right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And going back to where you were talking about, you know, Massey ceiling at in the, in a lineup comparison, Royals fans should know better than most the value of a good seven, eight, nine hole hitter. That world series championship run was built on solid production from six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and who were those guys batting six, seven, eight, nine? They weren't all Alex Gordon or Eric Hosmer. There was Alex Rios was in there, right? You know, batting eighth. He wasn't particularly good, but he was good enough at enough things. And the rest of the roster was good. So you you don't need stars at every position. Nope. Anyway, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there. no, you're you're fine. I think that's I think we just need to remember that there is there is value there in having a solid dependable bat at that spot. And you don't always need to try and make him a, a three, four hole guy. Okay. And this, I think this is something that we're going to talk about a lot this off season. I understand that Royals fans are fairly frustrated with Matt Quattrero's constant shifting of the lineup. And I, I get it. I understand why he is, why he's doing it. But it's it's still a source of frustration and not something I that mean, uh, that Royals fans like. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I think people make uh, are kind of making a mountain out of a molehill. If the team was winning, no one would care. Mm, true. And I just I don't think it matters that much in the end. Like if I'm a major league baseball player, my spot in the batting order does not change. <laughs> like my my abilities uh, right. from night to night i'm not like oh my gosh you keep changing my job no i'm batting wh- wherever i'm batting in the batting order i'm in the starting lineup you know every it's it's work it's work as normal exactly it's just uh, you know we've all had jobs where, or well a lot of us have had jobs where we had rotating shifts and we had to do we had to work at different times based on and we we all got we were able to do that just fine. And these guys can too. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, he batted in the first inning tonight and he batted in the second inning the next night. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't make that much of a difference. I I don't think it does either. I would love if there's a different viewpoint on it, I would love to hear it from a player or from a coach's viewpoint. And you're never going to hear a player complain about that because it would be such bad, like bad press. That's true. That's a good point. And one more thing you were talking about the war stuff so i was o- over at kings of Kaufman. i'm gonna try to get through the off season like breaking down just some basic basic baseball terms so i started sure. off with quality starts today right and yeah. in my in my research i found out that since so from t- 2000 to 2023 the royals only have two starting pitchers with 10 career war in that span i was like okay like <laughs> That's pretty bad, but I want to see, like, in franchise terms, I want to see how bad it is. So I flipped it around. I went from 2000 to 1977, I think is what it was. And the Royals Mm -hmm. had 10 starting pitchers with career wars of 10 or more just for the just for the Royals. Like not like, oh, they had one good year for the Royals and then they moved on. No, like when they were in a Royals uniform they contributed at least 10 war, which I thought that disparity was crazy to me. and just really highlights how bad the starting pitching has been in Kansas city for years now. 
decades now, actually. So you said from 97 to 2000 or from 77 to 2000, there were 10. Yes. And then from 2000 until now, there were how many? Two. Two. I would have thought there would have been more than 10. You think from so? 77 through uh, 2000, just because guys used to throw so many innings and it's That's a true. counting stat. That's true. So you got to you also remember, I think when I was so the quality start term was coined back in 1985. And that's when you started seeing more of like the devoted bullpens and Mm -hmm. guys not going for complete games anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that does play like if I if I had gone from 2000 to the whole span of the franchise to 1969, I think there would be a few more guys that would pop out. There's a couple of guys that just didn't make that cut. Okay. but we are. Yeah, two, two over the past 23 years is woof yeah do you were who were the two it was can i guess yeah go for it danny duffy yep uh it's not kevin apier after 2000 um zach granke yep that was the other one so like even even guys like you know i know james shields wasn't here forever he had good seasons though james shields jordano ventura um i think I don't even know how to say his last name correctly because I never saw him play Gil Mechie. Is that how you say it? Mesh. Mesh. See, there you go. I'm dating myself. Gil Mesh. I can't believe. I cannot believe I am talking to someone right now who doesn't (laughs) remember Gil Mesh. How old am I? What is going on here? (laughs) Apparently, I'm the only person who fondly remembers the home run race of 1998, too. So, yeah, I, I should just put on a powdered wig and go start a revolution or I don't know, man. Come on. What do, what, what do elderly people do nowadays? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I don't have a, I don't have a lawn, so I can't just go yell at people to get off of it. That's true. That's true. Or you can't go manicure it for hours on end every weekend. Oh gosh. I'm, I'm not doing that. No, no I'm, I'm, I literally, I, my first thought was like, if I move into a house, I, I got to find someone I could pay to mow this. It's not <laughs> happening. Hey, some, some folks get a lot of uh, comfort out of it. Not me though, man. That is a, that is not my cup of tea. Well, Hey, we are, we're going to take one more quick ad break coming up on Do the it. other side. We're going to, we're going to talk about, I promise we're going to talk about Evan Longoria and Joey Votto. Plus we got our Royals hey. review reviews. I'm so baffled right now. I can't wait. I, I bet you can. Stay tuned. And we're back here on the Royals Rundown podcast. Jake Milham here with Jeremy Greco. So, Jeremy, look, looking at some more of the major things happening around Major League Baseball, I understand we're in the we're in the postseason push. There's a lot of teams Ooh. shuffling around in standings. Not the not the Royals though. We are very firmly in last place. So, if we are we are nothing if not consistent. I guess is the uh, is the way to look at that. But MLB.com did point out. The I think it was like the top eight players by career war who have not won a World Series. Yeah, um, guys like you know Bryce Harper, um, like he he popped out on it. I almost said Manny Machado, but I'm pretty sure that he's won a World Series. Um, Mm-mm. no, you don't. He didn't win he a World Series. The Orioles and for the Padres, they didn't. They didn't he, ever go anywhere. He played for the Dodgers as well oh right i forgot about that yeah okay i I think he got 
a World Series win in there. Go if, me, if you don't mind, go and fact check me real fast while, while I'm I keep gonna on do going. that. Keep going. So the top two, that's why I keep on talking about Eva Longoria and Joey Votto, because those are the top two guys that by career war have not won a World Series championship. Now I Machado went to the World Series with the Dodgers in 2018. They did not win. Oh, that's true. That's right. So he he was another guy on that list. Excuse me. Now, Evan Longoria, I incorrectly remembered him winning a World Series championship. He did go to a World Series, but he did not win it. And Joey Votto, the Reds have not really sniffed a World Series in his uh, entire tenure there, unfortunately. Are they still in a wild card spot right now? Maybe that this they year. Are. Okay. That they are. So Longoria right now plays for the Diamondbacks. He's not on the on the Rays anymore, of course. That was his longtime team. So Jeremy, the I want Giants for a while too, right? Yes. I think he was either there for one or two years. I forget how long it okay. was. Um, but he's kind of he's now the old head on the on this Diamondbacks. Yeah, I, I keep crew. thinking he must have retired by now, and then I look <laughs> and he hasn't. You don't you don't remember the Evan Longoria to Kansas City movement this past offseason? Uh, no, I do our, not. He played for the Giants for five years. Five years? Five years, 2018 through last year. This is Goodness. his first year with Arizona. Time flies, man. Goodness. And he's been, he he was an elite hitter for a long time. Um, in 2010, he had a, oh, I was looking at his total bases. That explains that. Um, <laughs> he had 291 total bases. I'm like, oh, that's an OPS. That's an amazing OPS plus. No, it's 143. Um, but he was still, still he was still good last year at age yeah. 36 with a 116 OPS plus. Exactly. Yes, I'm taking baseball reference. I'm so sorry. No, we we, we love baseball reference. I stand baseball reference. But the, the question I have for you, Jeremy, is looking at both these players and who they are on the field and off the field, um, if you had to pick one to win Votto. a championship this year, it's Votto, unquestionably. Votto. Yeah. I love Votto. How can you not love Votto? The oral histories of Votto that yeah. the Athletic does. I think they've done two. They're right up there with Granky. They are. Like, who is another guy who hasn't won a World Series. True. Um, Sad face. Which is the only reason I was rooting for the Astros the year he was with them, was I wow, want Granky to have that World Series. Um. Yeah, it's it's got to be Votto for me. Just the guy is just nuts, and I love him he to is. pieces. He is. I Longoria is great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm a Votto guy all the way. That's fair. I think I would I would normally agree with you. Evan Longoria has always had like a soft spot in my like a soft spot in my heart. Um, I don't. She got that looked at. What it is? Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a concerning thing. Um, I'm just gonna <laughs> put it on my VA disability claim. Say the military gave it to me, so hopefully get some money I from this it. soft spot. <laughs> it's all the chemicals, man. We love it. But anyways, back to baseball and not burn pits. So, Evan Longoria definitely like when I was following baseball outside of the Royals was he was I wouldn't say at his height. But he was one of the big names. He he was huge for a long time. That that he was. He was the heart, the soul, the face, the everything for those race teams. He was on. He was that he was, and that's and that's what I liked. So I would go with Longoria. However, if I am, I think if I'm in a room with either one of these people, and 
I think Joey Votto would fight me if I said, I hope you don't go to a World Series and win. He would. No, I believe that. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I don't think he would fight you to hurt you, but he would absolutely like throw a punch. Just That's like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't want to, he's like, I don't want to break your jaw, but I am going to have to fight you now to defend my honor. <laughs> hey, you know what? I I can't blame the man one bit. I'm, I'm not preying on either one of their downfalls. However, if both teams do make it to the postseason this year, they're both in the National League. So they might have to face off at some point, which would be very, very interesting. I, I definitely, this is one more quick thing before we do reviews. I just feel it in my heart of hearts that a NL team is going to win the World Series this year. I like, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the AL. I'm still, still primarily rooting for the Mariners and Orioles. No, and that's, and that's fine. I think I'm going to, I'm going to root for the Orioles as well. I just definitely think that the AL is going to eat itself. It's just going to beat itself up from the it wild card been. to the, yeah, I mean, exactly. Uh, the AL West has just been nuts over the last month or so, especially. And the AL East isn't much better. And then the AL Central just sucks. <laughs> exactly. But we're still beating ourselves up on how bad we are. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know, it looks like people throwing pies in each other's faces instead <laughs> of like an actual brawl. Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. Well, hey, we are going to go ahead and do our Royals review reviews to close out today's episode. Um, Jeremy, I would like you to start off if you don't mind. All right. Um, I, I guess I'm going to recommend an anime that I just finished the first season of. It's been getting a lot of hype. Um, okay. So I decided to check it out. And that is Oshinoko. Okay. Haven't heard of it. Uh, it is how to describe. It's an idol anime. But unlike most idol anime, it's not just all flashy dances and stuff. This is actually the first idol anime I've watched. So I'm describing that based on what I've heard, okay. not what I've seen. Um, what this anime is, is uh, kind of talks about the behind the scenes realities of being an idol a little bit more. Hmm. So like, for example, in one of the episodes I watched uh, this, one of the protagonists is uh, is dating another idol but it's just a business. They're just business relationship. It's okay. just for the, you know, they're not actually oh, in love you. with each other. They're just doing yeah. it because like it gets them cross promotional opportunities or whatever. Yeah. So they go to some soda shop and then they take a photo together and post it to social media to prove that they're still dating to all their fans, oh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then one of their friends shows up and says, yeah, you absolutely should not be live posting um, because some fans will show up and, and like stalk you. So you That's need true. to, you need to like delay that stuff. Um, so a lot of people have praised it for the going into the behind the scenes stuff of what it's like to be, uh, uh, an idol in Japan, which is what they call their movie star. Uh, basically anyone who's famous, oh. we call them celebrities. They call them idols. Huh. Um, it, it primarily applies to the, the singers and singing groups, but movie idols, um, baseballs, baseball players can be idols. Um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting for that aspect though, as a person who has done 
some of this stuff, a content creator on the internet, some of this stuff I already knew. And I think a lot of people who have done any kind of like content creating or um, acting or, or online writing or anything kind of that puts them in the public eye is going to be yeah. aware of a lot of this stuff. But if you haven't done any of that stuff, it's a lot of it's going to be new to you. It's going to be very interesting. You're going to learn a lot. And it's a really fun show. Besides that, the only warning I have to give you is that the first episode is actually 90 minutes long. And it's something of a uh, it's more like a prequel movie to the series than an actual first episode. It's got a very kind of different tone from what the rest of the series ends up being. But it does set up a lot of the stuff that ends up happening in the rest of the series. So be forewarned if you want to start the series that you have to set aside 90 minutes to watch that first episode. And I, I've been thinking about like, can you skip that first episode and just read a synopsis and you can, but you don't get the full emotional impact of everything. If you do it that way. So okay. I do recommend you watch it, but you got to prepare for it. Um, otherwise you're going to be like, I know that I was, I was here for 30 minutes of lighthearted nonsense. And it's like, Nope, it's 90 minutes and we're going hard. <laughs> also the opening before I, I let you talk, the opening and ending are the absolute bangers they're some of the best anime openings and endings i've ever seen you should check those out even if you don't want to watch the series okay all right i love it i love it my my dog apparently um approves of your of your review Excellent. of it we, we we love that speaking of my dog um i am going to have katie and scout do the uh do the review right now so katie the mic is all yours okay scouty you want to tell them about what we watched this week so this week we took the time to watch Call of the Wild, um, which is one of Jake's favorite books and was done as a film kind of as we were still recovering um, and coming into a post-COVID normal. So um, I can't remember how it did in theaters, but it was beautifully done. And Harrison Ford plays one of the main characters and he um, it's told from his point of view a lot as a voiceover. It's a beautiful story about a lovely dog um, named Buck, and we loved it. Cinematically, it was really well done, and Scooty loved it. She has doggy movies that she loves that she literally wants me to put on. Um, yes. I think this is her new hotel for dogs, so she gives it two paws up. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Thank you, honey. Thank you, Scout, for the review today. Jeremy, any uh, any closing words, thoughts before we get on out of here? I really hope Cole Reagans is okay. I, I, I hope he is as well. Trust me, we are we are all waiting with bated breath. I, I well said with baby breath. <laughs> no, that's that is not what you should be doing with your breath. <laughs> just honestly, you shouldn't even bait your breath. Just just breathe. Breathing is good. Okay, that's that that's an excellent point. I we are entering the work week, so I guess I should probably learn how to breathe again. But we are going to go ahead and get on out of here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to keep the conversation going, please make sure you check out our Spotify page and you can answer Q&As and polls on every single episode. Plus, you can follow us on Twitter and on TikTok at Royal Rundown Pod. Listen, all the links are going to be down in the podcast description, so please go check it out. What is most important, though, thank you, the listener, for listening and giving us your time today. And until next time, go roll!